Hello, this is Christy Kendall with the Align Yourself to Success podcast. And around here, our passion and purpose is to empower entrepreneurs to extraordinary profit through highest level transformation. When you begin with your mind and alignment, you are limitless and you are powerful. And today we have with us Lindsay Sutherland, and she is a happiness coach. And she will be teaching us and talking to us today about the three C's to creating a beautiful life. So welcome. Thank you. I'm excited to be here, guys, joining you here from North Idaho, where it's snowing (laughs) today. But thank you for having me here. I'm excited. Yes, you're living the dream life. Get to experience that snow in a beautiful cabin. (laughs) Absolutely. I I always say I just need a cabin in the woods. Well, that was my dream. That was what we went after. And it's funny because I'm from Arizona. So like you, a very warm climate. People thought I was crazy for moving up here. But I have found that, I mean, as always, our soul knows what's best for us. And that calling to live in that remote life and where there's seasons, I feel more grounded than I ever did. I love the various seasons I've acclimated to the cold. I just, I, I can't tell you like how good, satisfying it feels to be here. Nice. Well, share, share with us how you got here. How did you get here to be a happiness coach teaching us how to create a beautiful life? You've always obviously done it and you've done it well. So what is your story? So I'll tell you a funny story though, that happened today. And this kind of, as I was driving my kids to school, it dawned on me, this is what I'm going to talk to Christy about today. I was thinking about you this morning. So I'm driving now, it's, it's starting to snow. And when anybody who's lived in a snow, snowy environment knows that the road grime, like when cars pass you, it sprays your window. And as my wipers were going across, it was just smearing this road grime around. Well, that's why they invented spray washer, right? Washer fluid, you would think. So I squirt my bottle and it's just shooting up like three inches. And I'm, I'm just like, what is going on? I can't see, you know, this is frustrating now. It sounds like it shouldn't have been funny, but it was okay. Cause it was dark and I could still see, we don't have a lot of traffic here. But I will tell you, this is what got me thinking. I thought to myself, golly, you know, this has been going on now for a little while where I've noticed the water level has started to diminish. And at first I thought, oh, it's cold. It's It must be frozen or it must be, you know, then I started this funny dance where I would like try to pull the lever and get those wipers to get there just in time as the water shot over and hopefully catch it and wipe it around the window. You know, like it was absurd what I was doing here. And today it hit me. I'm like, oh my stars, I have been tolerating this diminished capacity of my wiper fluid without questioning or even looking under the hood to go, why is this happening? There must be a solution because my brain rationalized a reason. Oh, it's too cold. Oh, it must be something's blocking it. I'll have to get my husband to look into it. You know, like all of those things were going on in my mind. Never once did it say, this is not correct. There must be a better way until today when I could not see. And I thought to myself, tolerance, this is what gets people into trouble, into hot water, like the frog that gets boiled because he's tolerating the temperature as it slowly increases, he gets used to it, right? 
And so think about our lives. If, if you know, if, if you all just take a moment, think about your life and where, in, where you might be tolerating something. That was me 10 years ago. I recognized that I was tolerating my life. I was okay. I had a beautiful house. I lived in a good neighborhood. We had decent cars. I had a wonderful job. I had okay friends. Like everything about my life was okay. And on the surface, I even used to feel guilty for wanting something different because I would think, Lindsay, you really should be happy with what you have. So many other people would just jump at the chance to trade places with you. Can't you be more grateful? And I would just berate myself for not being more joyful about the life I was living. And now something you may not know about me is both of my parents died before they hit retirement. So my mom passed away when I was 12. My dad later in life working till the day he died. Watching both of them and then being positioned in my life. You know, those moments where it's like you're standing, watching your life and everything just kind of comes together in one moment. That was this moment. I thought, I can't see myself in this life another 20 years, 30 years, and then to retire and then to someday get to live my dream life. Like that's absurd. And yet that's what I was doing. And more importantly, I was trying to sell myself on the idea of doing it. Have you ever done that? It just comes to a point in life where we have to look at ourselves and look at our life and say, what if it was different? What if it could just the possibility of something other than what we're accepting is true for us in that moment. And because of both of my parents died, I had this, uh, the best way I could describe it is it almost felt like the grim reaper hanging over my shoulder, telling me like time's running out. You might not ever get to live in a log cabin in the woods. If you don't get your button gear right now, <laughs> it was very intense. And so that really put a lot more pressure on myself to, to instigate this process of change. But up until that point, I didn't know how to make big changes in my life. Everything that had happened had been gradual. I'd gone, I mean, yes, I had gone out for uh, maybe a promotion or applied for a job that felt a little over the, over, you know, over what I felt capable of doing. And I rose to the challenge, but to really like pick up my life and completely 180 it against everybody's input and opinion and society's belief and walking away from a six-figure job. I mean, everything inside of me was like, are you nuts? But my soul said, you're nuts for staying. Like you must make this difference. You must change. So I had to trust. I had to trust that something was going to come of it. And I'll, I'll never forget this conversation I was having with my aunt who, since my mom died, my aunt has really been the voice of motherhood in my life and bless her heart, because I know everything she was saying was coming from good love intentions, right? Lindsay, are you sure you want to do this? What's it going to be like for the kids, this drastic change? And what if you don't get jobs or what if this doesn't work out? You know, it's always okay to come back. <laughs> you know, it's just, I said, you know, 
I love you. And thank you so much for your wisdom and your love for me. I know that's where this is coming from, but I told her, I said, you know what? I moved out when I was 18 and I figured it out. I know I can do it. I'm capable. Even if things come up, something will work out. I will find a way because I'm that kind of person. And really when we find ourselves in a new situation, don't we just work with what we have in any way? And we just make it work. We make do with what we have. So I knew that it was going to be okay. I just wasn't quite sure yet how to get there, how to do it. So with that being said, I also want to highlight that, and I'm curious too, actually, have you ever seen the movie, What the Bleep Do We Know? Mm -mm. It's on YouTube for free. You can watch it. But it was it, start, it was uh, released in 2004 as a documentary about this new science called quantum physics. And I know a lot more a lot more people are familiar with quantum physics in the study of like energy and water and words and how they affect that and all of that. But essentially, that movie, that documentary, really proved that our minds influence matter. And how it went essentially is the scientists were looking in a microscope and when they were curious about something, they were wondering what happened to this particle? Where did it go? Why is it coming? It seemed to be coming in and out of existence. And they were wondering where it was going and what was happening. Well, when they were curious about the outcome and they projected the outcome with their mind, boom, it snapped into place. So what ultimately quantum physics has proven is that particles are existing around us in the quantum field all the time. And it's our minds that put them in their place. Now that sounds far-fetched and sci-fi, right? And it does because we look around, we look at our chair and we look at our desk and the computer and we think, well, I've, this is just, maybe this is just me, but I think like, what does my computer do when I'm not looking at it? <laughs> makes me wonder. But I walked away from that documentary feeling more conviction than ever before that anything is possible in life if I put my mind to it. Now that was 2004. So fast forward over the next decade, and I was trying fervently to figure out how I could make things happen with my mind. Okay. A lot of trial and error. And what I discovered is it seemed like I could get things I didn't really want. I didn't really have a, a, a intense need for, but it seemed like the things I really wanted or really need were, I don't know, they just seemed elusive. And I, here's an example I'll never forget. I was at work. I, I showed up, I was a manager and I had this intense craving for an orange and being in Arizona, we had some delicious oranges that time of year. <laughs> and I looked at my schedule. I thought, golly, there's no way I can make it to the grocery store for lunch. I, I'm not going to get an orange today. So I just set it aside. I stopped trying to get that orange. Well, halfway through the day, I get a call from the general manager. Lindsay comes. I need to see you. Oh my goodness. Like anybody knows you get a call from the general manager and I was shaking, like I'm going in the elevator, like, oh my goodness, what's going to happen? What am I going to do? I'm going to lose my job. What's up? Well, I walk in, I sit down and I'm like gripping with sweat hands, gripping the chair, like white knuckling it, looking all calm, cool and collected on my face while my toes are curling in my boots, right? Like, 
it's that moment. And he goes, I'm going to make you an offer that's going to be hard to refuse. And I said, huh? <laughs> like, what? Well, he ended up offering me a promotion and a $30,000 a year raise. Now, you would have thought I would have just jumped at the chance, like, you know, crazy, but I didn't because he was offering me a position that was in sales. And now I was good at sales. I'd worked in sales. I just didn't love sales. And my, my first thought was, I don't know if I'll be happy there. So I asked him if I could think about it. And I mean, he was shocked that I didn't just jump at the chance too, but I'm sure he respected the fact that at least I wasn't just an eager beaver about the money. I really intentionally wanted to be full wholeheartedly into that position. So as I'm riding down the elevator, I'm in shock and I'm, I'm talking to God because that's what I do. And I'm like, God, wow, what the heck? This came out of left field. Like, is, is it, should I take this? Or is this just, you know, like you start questioning everything about your life, right? How would that affect my people that I have now? What would it look like? What am I going to do? I get back to my desk. I literally sit my butt on the chair and my team member turns to me with an orange in her hand. Hey, Lindsay, do you want my orange? She asked. And that made my jaw drop. I was like, oh my gosh, I manifested an orange. <laughs> so I, with that though, that was my sign. I was like, okay, this is my sign. I'm in alignment. This is good. I'm taking the job, right? But the point of that story though, is like, that's kind of how things were going for me. None of it seemed intentional. I couldn't like put the, the intention and the, and the result together with this like formula was this formula. Okay. So now I want to log cabin in the woods. I'm done. I'm working so much, even with this amazing job, good people, the whole thing, I just wasn't fully joyful. And I wasn't willing to settle, right. Going back to that conversation about, about settling. I wasn't willing to settle for a mundane. And I sat in this, in the rocking chair with my husband one day which your looks like your baby is young, but my kids were a lot older at the time. So any parent with, with older children knows that having a conversation is like almost impossible at some point. So it was a rare moment. And I said, when are we going to like actually start doing this dream? It's something we talked about up till now. We kind of pull it off the shelf whenever I was having a bad day and like toss around the idea. And then it was like a band-aid where, where it was kind of like, gave me this sense of hope for the future. Something's going to change, but no, I would just go back to work. And then I was stuck back into the rut of the mundane until the next time I was having a meltdown. So this particular time though, I said, golly, I'm just tired of band-aiding my life. Like I'm ready to make a significant change. What's it going to take? That was a really important moment. And then we went forward into um, actually working through that steps. Now, fast forward two years, we get the log cabin in the woods. Like it happened in two years, which after 10 years of thinking about it and talking about it, that was actually pretty fast. And I thought, and yet still, I hadn't quite figured out with this formula. Like what did I do different this time than all these other times? So I really started to contemplate, like, what was the significant piece there that made it work better for me? And it came down to this, Christine, and I call it the three C's of creation. It's pretty basic steps in all, in all reality, 
But of course, leveraging what I had learned from what the bleep do we know, all the years of my trial and error, it came down to this. The first C is clarity, right? We can't go anywhere if we don't know where we're going. So I encourage you, if you're listening to this and you kind of have a vision of where you want to be, get very specific. I mean, all those years of talking about our log cabin, we knew we wanted a minimum of the five acres. We wanted our own water source. We wanted to be within 20 minutes of the nearest town. We were very specific. The next C is commitment. And that's what happened when we had that conversation in the recliners. We got committed. We said, no matter what, we're moving to a log cabin in the woods. This is a non-negotiable. There's no plan B. Now that's where things changed for me. If I like looking back in retrospect, who I used to be was one of those people that would say, like if something got hard, oh, I guess it wasn't meant to be. Well, what shifted for me now was recognizing that I'm the decider. See, that's where it came in in the what the bleep do we know. Who's thinking about it is the one that's affecting the matter. And so when I was saying, well, I guess it wasn't meant to be, well, then the quantum field was responding to that and saying, okay, fine, we're letting it go. Wow. But when I decide that the quantum field is moving in the direction of a log cabin in the woods, guess what? It literally was like magic. It was crazy how it unfolded. The negotiations went my way. Everything favored me. So that commitment piece is so, so important. And lastly is consistency. Taking consistent action because it really, that was another piece that always felt a little ambiguous to me was just, if you have a positive feeling, things work out for you. Set your intention and feel good essentially is what we hear a lot of. And it's more than that. You also must take action. You must. So for us, the action was packing the boxes, getting our house ready to sell, listing it, looking, you know, all those little steps. We had no idea. In fact, I remember calling and talking to the Idaho realtor and saying, how do people do this? How do they pack up and move? They, I had no job lined up. I didn't know what steps, how was it going to work out for financing? I had just all these unknowns. She was amazing. She helped me work through a lot of that. But my point being is I didn't let those unknowns keep me from even moving forward. So that's where that consistency comes in. So I hope that's helpful because those basic steps, it's a framework, um, really can help you move towards anything you want. I've put that formula to test in other areas of my life, like manifesting a horse. I had missed horses. So we just got our horse this year. Things like that, that came together. Um, it really is that simple. Yes, I definitely believe in the simple power of manifesting and I love the three C's. It makes all the sense in the world. Without clarity, we're not, I mean, what are you manifesting? You're gonna create confusion for the universe to align all that stuff. But I love, love, love what you said about tolerance. What are we tolerating? And then what, so that my brain went a whole bunch of directions with that because Gratitude, and you you have brought in gratitude. What what gratitude is missing if we feel like we're tolerating? Like, why can't we be grateful? Um, here we are living these great lives, and then we're just, that's not enough, right? So there's that kind of 
almost gaslighting ourselves because of belief systems and societal programming really is what's happening there with, you should be grateful. You shouldn't ask for too much. You should, you know, what's, why are you missing the gratitude and why are we, why do we feel like we're tolerating it and all of those things when the word I wrote down when you were saying that is limitless. Why should we settle? Because that's what we're doing if we're tolerating is we're settling. And if we live in a limitless world and the limit, we have limitless abundance and limitless possibilities, we shouldn't tolerate anything. We can still be grateful. You'd be grateful that we're where we are, but tolerating, we got to eliminate tolerating from our lives. So that really hit home for me. I think one of the, on that point, one of the um, things that I've been told, because I've been following kind of a spiritual path, was that whole adage that says you can't get what you want without being grateful for what you have. And that's where mine came in. It was, it was the societal side of it too, but also this philosophy that, well, I ha- you know what it is, is it's like we're selling ourselves on the idea of being grateful for now but only because we want something different. And essentially let's just be real with ourselves and say, I mean, yes, I like what I have now, but I'm also excited and grateful for the possibility that something different can happen for me. Yeah. Yeah. There's some kind of energy in there where it's like a lack or a fear maybe in there, but if we're limitless, it doesn't matter. We can just look at it and say, this isn't bringing me the joy I want it to bring. I want I'm looking at my fireplace. It's dated. It's from the nineties <laughs> and it's a beautiful fireplace. And it's probably one of the most beautiful homes I've ever lived in. So what is that? So looking at that and then all those thoughts, that's just fear and lack when I can just look at it and appreciate that, it's, that I have a fireplace and I would love it to be more beautiful. <laughs> right. Yes. Like the simple things, like I get to have the beautiful fireplace <laughs> no matter well, what it is. Being grateful for the power of choice. We are grateful that we have a choice. I mean, you can upgrade it when you're ready. And that is where gratitude can come in. You know, it's interesting because what I learned through that, like this is all came down like the year before we moved. I really started to see a lot of ways that I was BSing myself and just doing this, you know, rose colored glasses, because I believed that I had to feel good and look at the bright side and all of that is good. And we definitely want to be intentional about using our positive mindset muscle, but there is a truth to being like you. I love that word that you said, like, you know, we're gaslighting ourselves when we do that. It's, it's because we're doing it to get something different. And we're not just being real with ourselves. I think that authenticity is so important. Yeah. Yes. Two words to sit on tolerating authenticity, but creating a beautiful life means that you get to feel great. You get to be who you want to be and live in whatever's beautiful for you. Somebody might not think a log cabin is beautiful. They want a skyscraper in Manhattan, but whatever feels good that feeling is what drives that clarity really if you think about it the clarity comes from how something feels for you and what it what that looks like to create that happiness right happy beautiful life well I love this conversation this was great um tell me a little bit about what you you know how somebody can work with you or find you or what you have 
um, for somebody to work with you? Well, I do one-to-one coaching. Um, it's basically very selective. I love to just sit and meet with people and even offer a free um, guided coaching session just to get them aware of what could be different for themselves through the transformation of working with me. And the best way to reach me is via email. Uh, my email is the passive income examiner at gmail.com. That the passive income examiner is a podcast I started helping people build freedom businesses, but I'm moving into more of helping people build freedom lifestyles. I mean, I realized that's kind of what got me started on that vein anyway, was because I really, the business is just one side of the whole coin. You know, you just really, you really need to understand and have the balance between just being joyful and not everybody wants a business. So that's kind of where uh, the best way to reach me and just to schedule that. And what, I'm not sure when will this air? Um, I have no idea. Okay. It'll be a week I was only ago. asking because if it's in the next few days, I'm um, going to be hosting a free workshop that I can send you the link to today by the end of the day. Um, and it's going to be basically a precursor to a, 12, a six-week program I have called um, From Fear to Freedom. And it's going to take place next Thursday. So uh, if it will air before that, I'll be happy to get you the link so people can sign up if they're interested in attending that. Yeah, we can we can get them that. We'll put the link in the description and those who are listening can, can go check it out. Well, thank you so much for being on here with us and with me and my assistant here. She's <laughs> adorable. Bit. I'm like just totally in love with looking at her. <laughs> Right? She's so happy. She's just like so happy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Babies bring well, joy, that's for sure. Yes, they do. Well, thank you so much for being on here. And we'll put your link in the description and we will see you on the next one. Sounds great. Thank you so much.